0: Hello and welcome to my podcast, Stories That Inspire. I'm your host, Priyanka Joshi. I'm a success and performance coach for tweens, teens, young adults. And I also work in collaboration with parents of children to help empower them. I support tweens, teens in transforming fear of future into clarity, fear of failure into confidence, and fear of judgment into high self-worth. A Pod One Production. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of my podcast. And today my guest is Jessica Goyal. Jessica is doing beautiful work with special needs children, and she's a founder director of Crafting Lives. She's a master's in child development from Lady Irving College. She's done her M.S. counseling in psychotherapy from IPMS Mumbai. She's a B.A. in special education. And she has also pursued various other courses on applied behavior analysis, oral placement therapy. She has taught in various schools and uh, child guidance centers. She has also taught in Lady Earring College itself for two years. And she has worked with various settings like NGOs, hospitals, and also co-authored a book on inclusive education. She continues to give and has given webinars and seminars. On uh, helping parents dealing and navigating with special needs children, I personally know her from a very very long time, and I deeply admire her passion and her love for kids, and especially for kids with special needs. So let's get talking. So hi Jessica and welcome to my podcast Stories That Inspire. And hi Priyanka. Hi. Uh. Jessica, I've known for so long, like 10 years now, probably. And uh, but still for the benefit of this podcast, I would want um, you to share your journey of moving from uh, your, you know, small apartment where you were running your center to now having your own established center or institute. Uh, Can you show some life?
1: Yeah, sure. I would love to, Priyanka. Uh, actually yes, I started my journey around uh, 2015 in a small apartment. Um, I, I always uh, had this inclination of working with children with special needs, but I did not know that my dreams would uh, take me there. So uh, in a sm- in that apartment, yes, it was the beginning and uh, uh, starting from let's say one or two children and then waiting waiting the entire day, And uh, we had limited services also. Earlier, I used to take sessions, therapy sessions. And then uh, I hired one or two uh, therapists. Uh, Gradually, yes, I had a team of around four to five therapists there. And with, um, but we were stuck into, uh, because of the space constraints, obviously. And it was in a residential apartment. So many parents would not, would hesitate really to come there. So gradually, my vision was to take it to a, full uh, venture, and then um in around 2018 uh i shifted to a proper uh, uh, like uh, it's a, a proper area and where i introduced obviously all the services so now i have uh, everything like speech therapy special education occupational so it was a long journey it was a roller coaster roller coaster ride it it is sure now also but uh, yes uh, taking it from uh, a very small venture to a bigger one obviously um it left a uh, there were many learnings associated with it so uh, it was good it was good
0: <laughs> right 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 we obviously grow in that journey of starting right. to be small like a baby it's almost like taking care of your own baby and yes
1: yes um, it was a, it was my vision and um uh, it was a dream come true, and now also it can't. Uh, like um, I always feel that when you start something, you can't stop at something. Uh, like you can't say, "Okay, this is enough," because then you have to move on. So from here, I am planning now. I I planned earlier also, but due to COVID and all, uh, it was it gone to it had gone to almost zero. So uh, I plan now I'm planning to move to like uh, one more center in Noida. So wow. Let's see. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And um,
0: can you tell us, like, I want to do another podcast on special needs. Specially, but I just would want uh, you to let us know that what are various spectrums on which children can
1: be and what all do you, what all are your services that you offer? Okay. Uh, uh, See, we offer a combination of all services, like it is speech therapy, uh, occupational therapy, special education, group therapy, and behavior therapy. These are the basic ones. So once a child comes to us, we assess the child accordingly uh, on uh, whether the child needs any, uh, like what kind of services does the child need. And um, the children who are coming to me right now, or who have like i have been uh, more uh, experienced in uh, dealing with children with learning problems uh and children with autism specifically but yes children with down syndrome uh and then uh, cerebral palsy and uh, many with uh, speech delays this has been an upsurge after covid yeah. like because of the increasing screen time many children many many play, uh, preschoolers are coming to us without uh, any uh, potential reason, like, like they don't have a disability or a special need as such but they have a speech delay they will not talk until they are three three and a half and they are totally like even their eye contact is gone but they don't fall into the category, Ha! they don't fall into the spectrum at all they are not uh, into autism but yes because of the screen they are like kind of um, uh, they don't want uh, any social uh, uh, yeah, they don't want any social interaction. They don't. Uh, they will not listen to their teachers. So these children obviously uh, are benefited a lot after therapy, and they take it like it is very uh, uh, not time consuming to uh, make them uh, into a regular mainstream child. But yes, many many cases of speech delays are coming. So okay. these are the basic. Yeah, these are the basic services. Right. Thank you for talking about that because I think this will
0: help parents understand that how important is it to keep a child away from screen in their early
1: development stage yeah it is like i would tell uh, since it's uh, um, since we are talking about this uh screen time anytime should be monitored and structured yeah. so if you're giving a screen to the child mobile and laptop and iPads do have many good apps great apps i could believe but if you're giving it unstructured to the child, then they will be doing anything. So screen time, if they're getting like, parents normally tell me that six to seven hours of screen time have been there with the child. So it is a lot. Yeah. So uh, ha, that is definitely, that has been a very uh, deterrent factor, uh, uh-huh. even with autism. Like if a child has autism and he is he or she is exposed to a, a screen time, uh, then also there is a very huge problem.
0: Absolutely, uh, I, I've also been studying a lot about how it just shuts down the brain sometimes, and you know the the dopamine rush that the child gets that you constantly want to be on it. The more you are on it, the more you want to be on it, and uh, you can't, you know, right? And so, <laughs> very with much the next question, uh, Jessica. I want to ask and know that who's your inspiration, and uh, since you're doing such amazing work. Uh, what has been your inspiration or who has been your inspiration?
1: Uh, See, if I say about inspiration, uh, there have been many. I can't um, select a particular uh, thing that inspired me. It was about being like for several years being away from the job. So I always kept myself alive by doing a lot of studies, a lot of uh, like uh, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was on the laptop and I was trying to uh, keep me myself at par uh, with the changing times. Uh, so uh, then when we came, uh, like I was away for uh, because of my husband's uh, changing jobs. So when I came back, the first inspiration was me, obviously. Uh, I was the driving force myself because I wanted to do something. It was not easy, but yes. And then uh, the most important inspiration was my husband, definitely. And my family, my kids who are still an inspiration. Uh, they take me out, they navigate me out of any uh, bad or anything that is that I am feeling down of. Like during COVID times. Yeah, very much. I was about to close my center during COVID because giving a huge rent, giving salaries, and getting nothing in return—it was it practically went to zero. Yeah. But then my husband stepped in, and he was like, "You know, you have to run because he knew once I close it, it is very difficult to start it all over." So uh, obviously, they have been my inspiration. My inspiration had been my teachers, who are still still very much alive in me. My course, I give full credit to my uh, human development course in EADT uh, at And the lecturers there, they are still there with me. They help me. They uh, are mentors to me. And um, I will not, uh, like, I can't forget the names, uh, the parents of uh, children with special needs. Uh, they are my inspiration every day. Because when I go there go to the center or even talk to them, uh the the stories that they have, it's not it's not stories, it's their real incidences in life. And how are they managing children? It's it inspires me every day. It inspires me to do better and better every day. Yeah. So I think I I hope I'm not forgetting anything, but these were <laughs> my main inspirations. Yeah, no, I think that's so beautiful. So that's and that's actually
0: so uh, you know, driving the fact that. Your own clients is who you're driving inspiration from. And they are worthy of like a lot of respect because it's not easy. Day to day, it's day on day, you know, dealing with those challenges and still staying strong.
1: Many of them did not tell their families even. They tell, uh, yeah, they tell that, uh, okay, this is the time for school. So we are dropping the child to a play school and they come to me. So they don't even change the timings. Yeah, because families will not accept this. Uh, so, there are many, many. So, uh, it'll be an unending podcast if I go into that. <laughs> Let me <laughs> stop. Yeah, it. like, <laughs> I think
0: it's a conversation that will help so many people. Yeah, yeah, I, Yeah. 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 Um, so, also tell us that uh, what has been your biggest learning in this whole journey on learnings? Uh-huh. Um.
1: See, uh, my uh, biggest learning, if I feel, if I uh, like kind of say it from my heart was, um, I won't say that I have the best knowledge around. Okay, there are many people, many, many experienced people than me who uh, run their centers or who are running special schools and all. But I feel that if you are genuine yeah. to work with children yeah. and you're transparent in your approach, and one thing I always tell to my therapist also that a child is a child first and then a child with special needs. So treat the child as a child. Uh, so when a child comes to our center, the first thing I see in a child is whether the child is getting connected to the teacher or not. Because if the child is not connected, if a proper rapport is not formed, then your teaching may be uh, like robotic learning. Yeah. So I, I always stress on that there should be like, even to parents, I tell that parents are so gloomy at times. And then I have to tell them that don't transfer your anxiety to a child. So be a child to them. Play with them. Play as much as you can. Yeah. And uh, because we are all uh, disturbed by, okay, this is the child with special needs. So ham kaise getting like the thing like that. But once uh, we get used to playing with them. Then the things are much sorted out. The children will even listen to you, and uh, it becomes much more um, uh, holistic. Like the child is able to uh, engage into play at the center, at home, anywhere. So yes. the social uh, interactions are very much. So that has been one learning of mine. And uh, secondly, um, an important uh, learning was that. Um, you don't have to wait for the feedback uh, because you uh, tend to get uh, the the positives uh, very uh, like uh, um, slowly and gradually. Yes, negatives come to you at a faster speed. Yeah. So you have to keep doing your work. And uh, if you're doing it with, like there is a doctor uh, hopping, uh, like they will come to me and then they will go to another therapy center. Obviously, their money is wasted, time is wasted. Yeah. But... Uh, eventually what I feel is I never ask a parent why are you going I always tell that okay the child needs therapy so anywhere you go um, go please don't make the child sit at home so uh, I I always feel that it is of no use telling a parent okay stay with us stay with Crafting Mm -hmm. lives. we are doing the best no maybe I am not doing the best there might be others Mm -hmm. so one learning obviously this learning has always been with me that respect the feedback. If they are giving something negative, I make a point to work on it. And yes, positive is always letting welcome. come. So these has been my learning. Obviously, there must be many, but I can think of these two right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I loved uh,
0: when you said that first look at the child as the child and don't transfer your anxiety on them because I think we slow them down oh, yes. in a big way. In a big way, when we transfer our anxieties on them, yes. and you know, there is so much that a parent can do. Right? Right. Uh, we feel so powerless as parents sometimes,
1: but <laughs> uh, but actually, you See, know, we can we can just be the guiding force. Yeah, uh, we take a session, so it's uh, like uh, uh, spending one hour with us and spending twenty four hours at home is a very different thing. Right. Parents have been doing wonders. I've seen several parents who have like kind of. Um, uh, like I always tell them, okay, when you are free with the, uh, all of this, come and uh, I invite you to be a special educator at my center. It's like that because they are yeah. doing, they and they keep asking, okay, ma'am, what next? What should we do next? So them I always tell that parents are have to be empowered. Like training the trainer is very important. Very, very important. Yeah. And I think what these parents can do,
0: uh, no one else can do. Yes. Right? Because they are... In the shoes of
1: somebody who has yes. more compassion for a special needs child, right? Right. Yeah. Every time, like I had been parent, I had parents who, uh, like I had therapists who were parents of children with special needs, wow. and I still have one, and uh, they have been really good because they could step on and uh, like they can uh, empathize with them. They could uh, think like them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. So uh, I think those are
0: beautiful journeys. Yeah, <laughs> really they transmit to parents that need them. Yeah. And it's not I think uh, with just a parents of special needs, but all parents. Sometimes we can transfer our anxiety and uh, label child label a child in yes. a way. Yes. yes. So very much. So what's your message for the parents of kids with special needs difficulty? Though I think you've given quite a few messages, but still, if there would be. A few messages. Right.
1: Uh, see, the first and foremost would be to accept the child as he or she is. That is one thing uh, that really like, uh, it bothers me a lot. Because as a parent, we know what our child is. And we should not even under-expect. Like I have parents who will say, uh, okay, he can't do anything. We should not under expect, also nor over expect. So, I had parents who said, told me there was one, uh, like, I do remember some uh, particular parents. Uh, one of them told me that, uh, yeah, he can do, he can uh, sit in uh, this uh, J mains because the only thing you have to do is tick, tick mark the options. He did not realize that before just ticking it off, There have been ample things that need to be done. Yeah. So it is a very, very, uh, like uh, you are kind of uh, playing with the child's future. So first of all is accepting your child, whether it is learning problems, whether it is autism. Uh, I have uh, parents who would say, I don't take my child to swings because the others laugh at him. And then I always say, he's your child. So let the others laugh, let them not play. But you do what is best for your child. So that is one thing. That is uh, one um, thing that I always propagate. And secondly, I always propagate what we call early intervention. So I always ask my parents to uh, nip in the bud to act as early as possible. And uh, there have been parents who have come as early as one and a half years. They found some problems because the awareness is there now. Yeah. Uh, like if uh, we go to YouTube or Google it or something so you get enough uh, like you uh, seem to know enough so there have been parents who found it uh, okay there is some kind of a red flag uh, and they bought them as early and I had many children who came at one and a half and by the time we were working with them so by the time they were two, two and a half uh, I could say that yes they are around 90% out of autism so even that Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens uh, if they bring early. So, uh, uh, yeah, even the speech uh, uh, things like uh, even the speech delays, if the parents are waiting still uh, five or six years, then obviously the things are not uh, as smooth. But if they come early, uh, they benefit. So uh, early intervention is a must. And then working at home, as we already discussed, it is always like you can't tell uh, anyone. Ki, okay, you have to work with uh, the child, and it happens every time. Now we uh, like even if uh, I see myself, I had to work with my children um, at home. I can't uh, give the whole uh, responsibility to the school or anybody else. Yeah, so you have to work with the child, and uh, the, for a child for, uh, with special needs, obviously this work becomes many. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah. yeah, and um, then obviously you have to uh, because uh, see, once you accept the child, then you will learn that uh, yes, even if the family members are saying anything or any anything, you have to fight it out because you know that this is your child. Yeah. So now, uh, yeah. So somewhere I feel that yes, acceptance has increased. Mm-hmm. Somewhere I feel uh, that no, it needs to be more. So let's see. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I still see there
0: are a lot of people who are not in the acceptance mode or not, uh, you know, in in the in the right frame of mind that is required
1: for a child to, uh, you know, later. out. I agree. Yes, there is a lot of denial. Everything. Obviously, it is not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I can say it, but uh, obviously, if a child has, it is quite difficult. Yeah. To uh, understand that, and and heres heres point, it's start easy. Yeah, right, right, not at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, somewhere hidden disabilities, hidden special needs like learning problems, it is even not like even uh, bad because if you are seeing, let's say, a Down syndrome child, you still know that okay, there are some problems, yeah. and the doctors also tell you. But for a learning problem child, the first thing the school will tell, he doesn't want to study. Yeah, yeah. so that is the major problem. So yeah. hidden disabilities, even autism, at times is quite hidden yeah. because except from the eye contact and response to name, the child is not showing any other which is visible to the parent. Yeah. So again, it becomes like um, it is difficult for the parent to accept. Yeah, so many many things, but acceptance is the key.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So Jessica, thank you so much for spending uh, time on this podcast. Anything else you want want to say uh, in the closing? Uh, though there've been so many beautiful learnings. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, they have. Uh, only thing um, when I work with children with special needs, I uh, come across many many uh, people uh, who are themselves very learned, and uh, they uh, like kind of work with the children, uh, like work with their own children also. But only thing is that I feel uh, stick to one um, place, stick to one person, and carry on. And if you are carrying on, and that person is genuine, the person who is mentoring the child is genuine and working well, then uh, I'm sure I'm sure uh, magic doesn't happen. But yes, improvements do happen. And uh, in my career uh, till now, I haven't seen one single child who has not improved. Only thing is if we compare one child with the other, then uh, you can't see any improvements. But yes, if you see your child growing, definitely there. So yeah. that is uh, all I <laughs> I think I can. Right, right, right. Actually, beautiful
0: pointers, not comparing the child and not hopping, therapy, hopping from like, you know, the yeah. one place to the other. Because I think that is a sign of our own anxiety yes and wanting to see quick instant results which do not come in this will never come never never yeah right all right Then thank you so much and talk again like I told you we'll have another podcast especially you know around your book that you've written and uh, the special needs children what else can we do to help them I hope definitely I would love to Priyanka lovely talking to you Jessica thank you Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you, listeners. And uh, you can listen to this episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a lot of other platforms. Thank you.